From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. Mike here with you. It's Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this latest podcast. Recorded just off the heels of another Super Bowl, completing another NFL season. Super Bowl 57 in the books. Get to my thoughts on a bunch of stuff pertaining to that game here in just a few moments. Uh, yeah, I had a really weird thought, uh, and this happened to me Friday. I was in for my uh, my haircut. I usually get every five weeks. Uh, Sam, she cuts the hair for the family. She does a very good job. Uh, there's a part in the haircut where she, you know, she takes me back to where the sinks are, lays me back, shampoos my hair, massages my scalp. And I just and I thought to myself how weird that concept is, uh, like cleaning your hair in a sink. And I'm, I mean, obviously it works, and they have it uh, so it ergonomically fits, and you know you can do whatever if you're a hairstylist, if you're a barber, whatever. But how did that come about? I mean, was this just like years ago? So some woman tried to get her hair ready. Running out of time, decides I gotta get my hair clean. I I know what I'll do. I'll just wash my hair someplace where I brush my teeth. It's it's a weird concept, but it works. I I, I don't know. I just I started thinking about that, and uh, yeah, it's it's weird where my mind goes a lot of times. Um, but I you know I, I wanted to clean up a little bit. Not that I had any plans here this coming week, because both me and the wife work, and the kids. Uh, we, uh, we are haggard by the kids, but Valentine's Day is Tuesday, <clears throat> just in case you forgot. It's, it's, it is and it's not a big deal in the house. Uh, my wife's not really concerned about that so much, uh, so long as I remember her birthday and our anniversary and I get her something nice for Christmas. And, and by nice, something that's within budget, because she's, she's, she's the head of of all things financial in this house. She keeps the books, and uh, she doesn't like going to money. But, you know, Gas Man, when I, when I was over at the old place a while back, Gas Man hated Valentine's Day, and I guess he and his wife had this thing where they didn't celebrate it because it was another Hallmark holiday. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to observe if you're in a loving relationship, but there has to be standards because, again, you got the birthdays, you got uh, the anniversary, and you got Christmas. You don't need to break the bank. If you get her a card, you get her, you know, maybe a little bit of candy, maybe some nice flowers, keep it under 30 bucks, maybe take her somewhere nice afterward. Uh, that's one thing, but it just, it, it just flummoxes me. That you have all these jewelry commercials, you know, ginning up these uh, these sales and wanting you to come in and break the bank over this this holiday, which you shouldn't do. Again, I mean, if you're going to spend a lot on jewelry, it's it's the wedding, it's the anniversary, maybe Christmas, maybe the birthday, Valentine's Day. It just seems like that's that one time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But there are people. In those relationships where it's get me something nice or else. Alright, uh, some new jewelry for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to get fitted for rings again. They are the winners of Super Bowl 57. Uh, mostly, mostly a good game. Uh, ended up winning over the Eagles 38-35. I, I did think that Jalen Hurts played a pretty solid game. 
He had a fumble return for a touchdown earlier in the game, but aside from that, I think he did well. Mahomes struggled starting out. In fact, the Chiefs, it was kind of weird that they were in this game at all because early on the Eagles just dominated the uh, the time of possession and looked pretty good. But uh, they they pulled it off. Mahomes with his bum ankle, you know, Travis Kelsey being clutch, uh, Pacheco, all that. Um, but toward the end of the game. As the Chiefs were driving, there was this really weird uh, holding call on the Eagles' James Bradbury. He did make contact with the receiver, but it was so, so light. Like, there wasn't much to it. And they threw the flag anyway, and a lot of Eagles fans are just pissed about that. Uh, but uh, regardless, regardless, uh, they're going to be in the streets tonight, so, you know, either celebrating or, you know, getting pissed off. And right now they're getting pissed off. They were already overturning some cars in Philadelphia before the game, according to one news report I saw. <laughs> yeah, um, but if, if there's any doubt about uh, the, Hall of the Hall of Fame bona fides of uh, both Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, uh, it's not there anymore. They're two-time Super Bowl champs, and uh, you know uh, Thursday night the MVP honor was bestowed on Patrick Mahomes, and uh, for the most... It was not his best game, but he did live up to it enough. Now, uh, moving on to the halftime show with Rihanna. Uh, not, I mean, it's uh, like I've said before, uh, the gold standard is Prince. No one's ever going to top what that dude did in the rain while actually singing, while playing guitars. I think she herself did okay, but the audio just sounded like garbage to me. And I wasn't really a fan of the big dance aesthetics. As you know, I'm just uh, all about the dancing, right? Uh, there is some pretty good production value to it, but like, just the audio is off and all that stuff. And she uh, revealed herself to be pregnant for a second time, which, you know, congratulations to her. Hope things work out. Hope she has a beautiful baby girl or boy or whatever. But uh, if, if you're pregnant... It's, it's one thing to be pregnant, I guess, in, in performing in front of everybody at the Super Bowl, but when you're doing this on a platform that elevates you like five stories above the field, ugh, that's a little nerve-wracking. I felt nervous watching her. Uh, but, you know, it was, just, it was not really that great of a halftime show. Um, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, but that's just my opinion. Uh, now... The Super Bowl commercials, which I think for the most part haven't been all that great in years. There are two that stood out to me as pretty good. Uh, one being the Dunkin' Donut commercial with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez making an appearance at the end. And I liked it. It, I mean, not I don't often like a lot of celebrity commercials, but this one was so low-key. It wasn't glitzy. It wasn't glamorous. It was Ben Affleck working at a Dunkin' Donut drive-thru just because. And then J Lo finding out. I thought that I thought that was well done and funny. Like there there was it was a great direction. It was great writing. Um, then there's the workday commercial featuring a bunch of rock stars. Which yeah okay yeah I I definitely liked that one with uh, J with Paul Stanley, Joan Jett, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, you had Gary Clark and Billy Idol. Um, and basically they're making fun out of the 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 office culture. That likes to use uh, the the really bad cliche. Oh, so and so is just great. They're a rock star, and they took offense to it. I thought the the whole commercial being like that was funny because that is one of my least favorite cliches. 
when it comes to uh, office jargon. That and like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, living the dream. Oh, yeah, Bill, he's a rock star. It's just like, no, he's not. He's just working his ass off, and he's doing very well. If you want to say MVP, that's cool. Uh, but rock star is rock star. It's not office. Uh, uh, by far, the worst commercial uh, was the... Uh, the baby's getting married. And if I have to explain to you why that just seems really awkward, uh, there might be something wrong with you. Okay. Uh, but uh, Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhart did very well calling the game. Could be the last Super Bowl Greg Olson calls for Fox Sports because, as you know, Tom Brady will be joining them in the play-by-play -play booth coming up uh, 2024. So, Olsen's got another year. And it's and like I said the previous podcast, the, the guy's a dead man walking, even though he's worked his ass off and done very well for Fox Sports. Uh, but when you look at the financials of this, I mean, Greg Olson would be taking a pretty big hit. Currently, he's got a five-year deal with the network where he makes $50 million a year. So that, uh, that works out to about $10, $10 million average a year. Pretty nice chunk of change. If he gets knocked out of the primary broadcasting booth, which will certainly most happen with uh, Tom Brady getting all the money he'll be getting to broadcast. And I think Tom Brady's got like a 10-year deal. I'd have to look that up. Uh, Greg Olson, according to this report I've seen from OutKick, he would be getting a mere $3 million. Now, that's still a lot of money, but that's also a 70% pay cut because your name isn't Tom Brady. And for uh, for Greg Olson, that's a whole bunch of suck. And you feel bad for the guy. Uh, I I can't imagine him sticking around Fox Sports after that announcement. Because, you know, there was a lot of excitement with uh, some sp sports broadcasting types. Like, well, you know, Tom Brady is the GOAT. He'll be great in the booth. And it's like, you, do we know he'll be great in the booth? It's one thing to be great on the field. But uh Cares. One sports writer brought up a good thing is like uh, a good point is like with Tom Brady, he learned what to not say uh, for the most part during his career because he was under the tutelage of Bill Belichick, who was who's notorious uh, about being tight lipped around sports media types. And now Tom Brady's going to be a sports media type and we're expecting him to talk quite a bit. Um but, you know, Greg Olson, like I said, I, if he's getting knocked down to the second spot after working his ass up to number one after uh, both uh, Troy and uh, Joe jumped ship to ESPN, I mean, where's he going? I think, you know, I think the uh, the overwhelming theory is, okay, Chris Collinsworth has got to step down eventually over at NBC. Maybe it's him, Greg Olson, and Mike Tirico in the booth uh, for Sunday night games in the near future. It makes the most sense. Hopefully, something does open up for the dude because I I thought he did pretty well tonight, um, and uh, and it just it sucks when that sort of thing happens. So, it, it career wise, speaking of things that sucked, it, it's this story. I I haven't said anything about it because again, because when you get into these he said she said sides stuff, it's. It's really hard to take a side because it's all matters perspective, especially when there's not witnesses. But I guess uh, uh, for NFL Network, Michael Irvin was in town at Glendale out in Arizona. He was going to cover the Super Bowl. And then uh, I think a hotel manager or a staff member at the hotel made some allegation that uh, he did something inappropriate or said something inappropriate around her or to her. And NFL Network has taken Michael Irvin 
uh, off the coverage of the game. Okay, uh, as, as a precaution, and just a day or two later, Michael Irvin, through his lawyer, has filed a $100 million lawsuit against the uh, the uh, person loving the charges, the allegations that he did something inappropriate, saying, this is defamation of character, uh, I'm being railroaded, this is ruining my career, and I'm just thinking, God, holy hell, this thing has escalated quickly, quickly, <laughs> like Irvin's pissed. Um, and I don't know what was said or what was done. Um, and again, I'm not taking any sides, but I am a little nervous about the fact that a guy like this can turn around and file a lawsuit for a hundred million dollars against a hotel employee who, if I'm not mistaken, probably doesn't have a hundred million dollars in her savings here. Um, I mean, I get it. Uh, if you think you're being defamed, if you're being besmirched, you fight back. But this seems a tad bit excessive, Michael. Maybe scale this back a little bit and uh, get a little more respectability in this sort of thing. I don't think he's going to get $100 million from her. I don't think his net worth is $100 million. I'm sure he's got some bank, but good Lord, that's that escalated a lot uh, pretty quickly. Um, also, uh, Brett Favre, as you know... Uh, has had some legal issues recently, especially in the state of Mississippi, where it's been alleged that uh, he got some uh, state funding that was supposed to help out poor kids or something to go to a university where his daughter was playing volleyball and to, to, to help get a gym built. And, you know, he didn't play too well with uh, a lot of people. Imagine that. And, you know, the, the, the thing with me is, is, like, this is why you don't want government allocating funds for anybody, because... Uh, governments basically run by people, and people are corrupt, and uh, that is the case. Doesn't matter if you got an R or a D next to your name. If you have blood pumping through your veins and you breathe the same air I breathe, chances are you can be corrupted. That's what happened here. Um, and of course, some people took some issue with it. Brett Favre is uh, suing. So I think he's suing the Secretary of State, or he's suing somebody in state government for besmirching his character. As well as uh, Shannon Sharp, because I guess Shannon Sharp said he was like the lowest of low mofos for doing what he did. And Pat McAfee, who said something a little less profane, but basically in the same realm, like, yeah, uh, Brett, you're a douche. So they're getting sued because of this. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Shannon Sharp, but, you know, Brett, when, when something like this happens and everybody's talking about it, uh chances are these wouldn't be the only people you would sue so i wouldn't be saying sue everybody but it just again this seems like overreach and when you are a sports commentator like shannon sharp god help me i'm defending him or pat mcafee and you're talking about things in the news and you're giving your opinion about a certain story it makes sense to comment on it if they call you bad names I don't know if you can really sue for that. Now, if they said you killed a hooker or something, and by the way, I'm not saying you killed a hooker. If they said, okay, Brett Favre did this and I have uh, evidence, do you? Well, no. Yeah, that's slander. Uh, this, on the other hand, just it seems like uh, Brett Favre clutching at straws trying to salvage whatever reputation he's got right now. 
And uh, maybe, I don't know if Brett Favre will go to jail for all this crap, but maybe, just maybe, keep your mouth quiet, Brett. Don't, don't do anything. Go away for a while, and whatever you do, uh, you know, don't don't text anybody your penis. All right. So, uh, speaking of uh, objects we don't want to see any more of, uh, these UFOs, these alleged balloons, or are they balloons? As you know, we finally shot that balloon down last week over in South Carolina after it traversed across the country. And uh, we're still trying to get more information about that. We've had a few more incidents. Um, I think we had one shot down in Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. And we had one shot down uh, in the Yukon territories. I get these, uh, the United States and Canada have an agreement where uh, if there's something unidentified, the uh, United States will dispatch uh, some fighter jets to take it down. They're trying to retrieve the, uh, the remnants of that. And apparently there was a few notums issued over the Great Lakes earlier today. Notum being a notice to airmen, for those who didn't know. And I didn't know. I looked it up. Internet can be wonderful sometimes. Uh, but they downed uh, uh, another object uh, in Lake Huron, uh, closer to the Ontario side. And, uh, you know, there's some of the complaints about these objects have been... Well, they've messed up our sensors. We don't really quite know what they are. They're a violation of airspace, and it's kind of a detriment um, to flying commercial craft because, you know, if they're flying at any uh, 20,000 feet, yeah, that could be bad for airlines. Um, but uh, the latest one, the, the one that was shot down on the Ontario side, Lake Huron, uh, they said it was octagon in shape, had some, um, I guess, lines hanging off of it, they are hesitant to call it a balloon. Now, I don't think these are aliens, as some people might be thinking. I'm not uh, quite yet donning the tinfoil hats on that one, but I have to think it's China. Now, China says they've had some balloon-like objects that they had to shoot down or something. I don't know, but that could be them playing the part, or maybe it's not China. Maybe it's North Korea messing with us all. <laughs> yeah. But things are just a little off on this planet right now. And when you get when you get these little objects flying around Alaska, from Alaska to South Carolina, and then you see them in Canada, and then like Michigan, and you know they're saying, "Oh, this happened all the time under Trump." Uh, that's I guess what Biden's guys said. Okay, fine. Well, if Trump didn't do anything about it, then he's wrong. And the fact you guys drug your feet on the first one, you're wrong. But now we're very concerned about this, if this is something that happens all the time. Um, I don't think it's necessarily like, okay, they're going to drop a nuke or an EMP on us with these things. But I think it's either A, uh, a distraction, B, it is some sort of spycraft, or C, just, just a way to show that, hey, we can do whatever we want with these things. And something tells me we won't. Uh, this won't be the last time we see them. But it, it, this has just been kind of a weird, bizarre story that's you know popped up, so to speak, over the last two weeks. Uh, and hopefully, we find out more about these things. Uh, I, I was kind of glancing at it on Twitter during the game because that's when they were having a press conference about the one that was, I guess, shot down near uh, Ontario. Okay, kind of a uh, follow up to last week with the uh, the Grammys. God help me. Uh, Madonna, of course, appeared with the face puffed up and Botox to all get out. It's not a good look for her, especially considering 
she was never really a bad-looking woman to begin with. But again, Vandy gets the best of you the older you get. There was a lot of criticism of it, and a lot of people were like, both men and women were asking, well, what the hell happened to her? Right? She's like, oh my God, that can't be her. And now she's posting these weird videos um, uh, on uh, on her Instagram or her TikTok or whatever. She was wearing some, like, lingerie mask and talking about how her power or her sexuality intimidates people and she's a victim of misogyny and all this ageism and it, it's it could not be further from the truth this is not a, you know a knock at her for being a woman and it's not a knock at her for being in her 60s hell if i'm lucky uh, i'll if i make it to 45 i'll be happy and i'm 43 knock on wood but, you know, there was a comparison between her and Susanna Hoffs I saw last week. And Susanna Hoffs still looks great. You know, formerly the Bengals. Bonnie Raitt at the Grammys, she, she looked great. But it can't be about sexism because, you know, Michael Jackson and Mickey Rourke each got plastic surgery. And infamously, for both of them, it didn't turn out so hot. And uh, they don't look, they didn't look the same. Uh, Michael Jackson basically had no nose. And Mickey Rourke, what the hell, dude? Um... You know, there's a, there's a certain art to growing old, I guess. Uh, if you have wrinkles, if you have scars, if you have crow's feet, that doesn't make you look ugly. It just means you've lived life. Um, and to put things into your body, to augment them in such a way to avoid that, well, you avoid looking human. And that's and that's what's so concerning. I th- just... I think there's a lot of pushback, especially on social media, because we have to be more accepting of uh, of these choices. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if we knock plastic surgery, it might lead us to knock other things. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but unless you're a burn victim, you really don't need plastic surgery. Madonna, you know, with all of her success, didn't need plastic surgery. However... She got that crazy thought in her head, and look what happened. Sam Smith is still trying to look weird. Uh, I think that whole lawsuit thing a few years back with that song of his, I think it was it Stay With Me, where it coincidentally sounded like I Won't Back Down, a song that Tom Petty made famous. It was co-written with him and Jeff Lynn of uh, ELO fame, and they, there was that lawsuit where they got uh, writer's credits, and I think, like, uh, 12.5% royalties every time that song was played. Something like that. All the royalties that would uh, come in off of that song. So Sam Smith, you know, that's uh, that's quite a you know shock. A nice little chunk of change. So now he's got to be... Um, uh, Sam's got to be shocking. That's why there's the Devil Pajamas incident at the Grammys. And I guess the Brit Awards were this weekend. And Sam showed up dressed up as a balloon. Like the sleeves and the pants were puffy. It made Sam Smith, made him look like uh, he had rickets. And nobody, fashion's weird because weird people are into fashion and nobody would wear these things going out to the grocery store or going out to a ball game, okay? And, you know, a lot of people are talking about how stunning and brave this is. Ricky Gervais, by the way, uh, took a picture of this outfit i i have it on the mike davidson facebook page i had a screenshot because i laughed out loud ricky gervais uh took this uh this outfit and photoshopped his own face on he goes hey look i just want 
Every time I walk down the street, you know, people point and stare at me. Like, I can get no respect or privacy. Because <laughs> he's calling Sam Smith out for uh, being an attention whore. Look at me. I'm being provocative. Seriously. The, the whole controversy from the Grammys last week, as far as I'm concerned, and it doesn't matter uh, who complained to the FCC about it, uh, all we heard was, okay, Christians and conservatives were mad at Sam Smith for dressing up like the devil. And yet here we have a liberal atheist, Ricky Gervais, just hitting the nail square on the head with this dude. It's just all about grabbing attention. It's not about... It's not about the art necessarily. Whereas if you like your David Bowie, you could be a shock rock artist and uh, still sound good, still be a great singer. Uh, by the way, uh, as far as uh, being a great musician goes, Roger Waters is a dick. Um, this year marks the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon, uh, one of the greatest albums ever made, Pink Floyd, legendary. And... Roger Waters has reworked it, reworked everything on this album as a solo album. Like, yeah, you recut it, he resang it, he did all the instrumentation himself. So, Roger Waters has a version of Dark Side of the Moon and throwing his bandmates under the freaking bus, saying that, uh, you know, Nick Mason and, uh, and uh, David Gilmore, they're just not creative, they're not imaginative, it was all my idea, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically going full Gallagher brother here. It's just, it's sad to behold uh, that this guy is what he is. And he's damn near 80, 78 years old. This is the same guy, Roger Waters. If you remember a few months back, he was in Toronto, I think, uh, that weekend. Both The weekend and Drake had their own concerts going on. He was in town having a concert. And he says more people should go see him because he's a more important musician than they are now i can't claim to be a big fan of drake or the weekend but that just sounds like a very douchey thing to say i'm the most important musician among them and he thinks he's the most important musician among his peers is his bandmates his former bandmates in pink floyd it's just it's breathtaking a 78 year old man that insulated and that self-absorbed, hey, man, I, I thought it was bad with some of the people I've worked with in radio. Ah, okay, so that, that's what's going on there with Roger. He's, he thinks that you know, the dark side of the moon is his baby. And I think he was the uh, brainchild behind the wall, which was about a rock star living basically in seclusion from his fans. Okay, so uh, up in Michigan, shifting gears a little bit, this fifth grader, and um, I didn't see the TikTok video because it's TikTok, but I saw the picture. This fifth grader drew a picture of uh, a pig wearing a tie, you know, for our class. And uh, usually that doesn't cause too much of a stir, but the art teacher got flabbergasted and took the picture directly to the principal. Because of the, uh, the tie. And the kid said, well, the tie is a bow tie, but it doesn't really look like a bow tie. And the principal's like, that's not a bow tie. That's not right here. So what's the, the deal? Well, it is posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And apparently the tie looks a little bit like, oh, I don't know, a penis and testicles. Yeah. But, okay, here's, here's my thinking on this. Like, 
I think this young lady actually drew a tie. Maybe she's not Picasso. Maybe she's not Michelangelo or Da Vinci. But she drew a little cartoon pig with a tie. The tie just happens to look like the male member. It wasn't like she gave this thing a circumcision or anything. It's just, it's a tie, for Christ's sake. And the fact that the art teacher made a big deal about it, and the principal made a big deal about it, and now the, the girl's parents are making a big deal about it, and putting this on social media, we're all talking about, you know, the penis tie. This didn't have to happen. The art teacher could have played dumb, looked at the tie, and said, well, that's, uh, that's very good. <laughs> that's very good, yeah. And, of course, you know, the, the classmates of this fifth grader would kind of snicker a little bit going, hey, you know what it looks like, because that's what kids do. Kids will have their minds in the gutter, and I speak this of this because I used to be a kid. The fact that the teachers revealed themselves to have their minds in the gutter, not good. Not good. Um, and that might explain why there's issues at school with a lot of these things. But yeah, judge for yourself. I don't think it's a big deal. It's just it's a cartoon pig with a tie that just looks like a penis. I don't think it is an actual penis. Okay, uh, wrapping this up, because I think this is one of those things where I'm supposed to get mad at Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Chick-fil-A guy. I don't hate them. Uh, I think the chicken sandwiches are all right. I just, I, I don't see myself waiting 45 minutes in a drive-thru for Chick-fil-A. People love it, though. Not knocking it. If you love it, great. But uh, the the times are changing or some crap. Uh, Chick-fil-A has now unveiled at a few markets. I don't think up here in Fort Wayne, but uh, in a few places, this new um, cauliflower chicken sandwich. That looks like a chicken sandwich, but it's not. It's cauliflower. It's a, it's a vegetarian option. They, they call it plant for. They can't call it vegan and... The Chick-fil-A folks are straight up on this one because they're like, okay, look, we're, we'll make you this fried cauliflower sandwich, but but we can't do it in a separate kitchen. We use what we use, and we use chicken all day, so there's going to be remnants of chicken in this cauliflower sandwich. And, uh, of course, all we're hearing right now is uh, how people on the right and all these Christians are mad because there's a cauliflower sandwich and Chick-fil-A's gone woke. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just trying something new for you know the, the vegetarians or the vegans that aren't uptight about a little chicken oil getting in their veggies. But you got to give Chick-fil-A credit where credit's due. I mean, they have found something. They're, they're trying to make one of God's creations actually interesting, cauliflower. Because think about it. You go to a party. There's a veggie tray. What's the last vegetable in the veggie tray left? It's not It's not the celery. It's not the carrots. Broccoli's gone. Beets. Oh, there's plenty of cauliflower. Yeah. So the, uh, the cauliflower sandwich, which, by the way, uh, a lot of people who are uh, against Chick-fil-A wouldn't eat because they wouldn't go there to begin with because uh, apparently the, the cauliflower sandwich is not gay enough or something. I don't know. It's not a big deal. It's only in a few markets. And like I said, I would never be in a drive-thru for 45 minutes for cauliflower. I mean, you know, if it's an office Christmas party, last thing there. All right. With all that said and done, I am done. Till next week. Till
Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.